Get ready for a week-long celebration of music, community and fabulous fun with Joy Radiothon 2024. Joy has the largest collection of rainbow podcast content in the world and you can help keep us out loud and proud by donating during Joy Radiothon 2024. Just go to joy.org.au slash radiothon. Mark it in your calendars because Joy Radiothon returns June 1st to 7th and remember, we all flourish with joy. Welcome to a Joycast from Joy 94.9. Visit joy.org.au to find out more about our Joycasts. Hello, this is Julia Zamiro, and you're listening to Joy 94.9. Lucky you. Hello and welcome to Beat There Done That on Joy 94.9. Chris with a little bit of a tired voice. He's had an Easter holiday break. He's forgotten how to chat and everything. With me on I'm sure who hasn't lost the knack of chatting is Gordon. Hello Gordon. (laughs) Hello Chris. I don't think you'll ever lose the knack to chat. Doesn't matter how way out you are. You will always be able to talk. And And Phil... And Phil, he hasn't had a word yet, so he, you got a sore throat? Here is my word. Oh, oh, well. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> it's lovely to have you, the listener, mm. with us today as well. Well, we've obviously all survived Easter, which is fun. Chocolate overload? Oh, I don't think so. No, I, I, don't, I didn't eat any chocolate at all. over the, I beg your pardon, I did. I had some uh, bar chocolate. I didn't have oh, Easter eggs. I had none at all. In fact, the store didn't have any Easter eggs on Sunday. Which I thought was odd. They oh. would have been throw, They would have been hitting with with you with hot cross buns, wouldn't they? I don't know which is which. Easter eggs <laughs> are on Friday. No, they're not. They're supposed to be part of the resurrection story, the the rebirth. Well, why do they? And that's why Sunday. Why do they give you hot cross buns on Sunday, or is that Friday? Oh, it's still it's just cross, cross, cross. I don't know. I but don't. You know. have fish on Friday. As not being a very uh, religious person, I never know which well, is what, why, where, well, or how. Well, of course, it was a pagan custom. Well, of course, it was. It comes from Ustra, the goddess of the fertility, oh. wasn't she? Well, I, I believe so. And, and she had the rabbits. And she and she had a hair as a familiar. Hello, hence hello. the rabbits. What do you mean a hair? H a r e. The animal oh. hair, not hair on your head or um, the hair that bit you or whatever it is. <laughs> she, she had this big hair coming out of her nose, but that's another story. That's, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's another one of the pagan fertility rites that the church decided to appropriate when they wanted to have something to celebrate the beginning of the spring festival, which was the equinox, which is in March. A couple of days before. That's right. And the, that's where Easter comes from, because it's the first full moon after the equinox. Oh, you and are such a pagan. When the, when, the, when the first full, this is what they worked out, that when the first full moon would come, that would be Easter, and that was when Jesus was supposed to have been crucified, but nobody knows exactly. And born again. And born again, but we, nobody knows exactly what date it was anyhow. They just pinched all these old pagan customs. And, of course, it. we in Australia managed to est- made it into a super-stretched weekend with the Friday and the Monday as public holidays as well as the two days of Saturday and but Sunday. But they're not just public holidays. They're the most sacred of days, Yeah, oh, but yeah. according to the Bible bashers. 
Yeah, yeah. but, the, but Yet, then, oddly enough, in America, where they're way more religious than us, yeah. Easter is the Sunday. Easter is just the Sunday. You work on the it. Friday, you work on the Monday. There's no Good Friday, no Monday, just the Sunday. Yeah, so we worship holidays. Oh, we <laughs> That's do, what we, we do. do. That's a very pagan and, attitude. And, and how do we celebrate the paganness? We have sporting fixtures. Yeah, well, we I, I was surprised to see that they had a football game on on Good Friday, which is probably yeah, the first, the first was it? I think, yeah. We've but been I'll doing it in Blackburn. This was the second year we've had that. Oh, right. Very entertaining. Was it? Oh, right. And it was Australian rules football and thugby and I think soccer were, I think they were doing over the, the four days. Oh, yeah, well, it, but it's a it big day for, for sport. And, of course, the betting institutions were there Racking out their oh, yeah. adverts left, right, and centre, dragging oh. in the money from all the dinglings that bet on everything. Yeah, you <laughs> oh, never we're win. Such virtuous people, aren't you're, we? You're, look, you're not. You're not meant to win at these things. The, the, the odds are stacked against you in all these things with tats lottos and the, all those betting things. That the the odds are against you from ever being a big winner. People do win. I'm not saying that they don't, but mm. you know, you've got to have some sort of idea. I've made more money by not betting and not buying tickets than I would have won. You're probably right my, too. My unspent money. And, if, and I don't know where that is, mind you. Yeah. <laughs> if ever I win anything, it's only going to be my own money coming back to me. <laughs> it's not theirs, it's mine. I zipped away to Brisbane <gasps> oh, you went away a few to, days. You went turned back a century, did you? Or if, yeah, um, I'm biting my tongue. I don't want to offend anybody. You don't have to bite your tongue. Uh, <laughs> the people that I were with, they were saying... Oh, wish we were going to Melbourne. <laughs> Everything works in Melbourne. But I was surprised at the amount of freeways and concrete roads and bridges. Their God is the car. You could say that they're following Melbourne well, because th- Melbourne is the, the car is the God. Well, no, because they only have road buses as their alternative public transport. Don't they have a rail the, system? They do have a tr- rail system, but it's in Total disrepair. Oh, right. We're so lucky with our 10-minute frequencies on our suburban setups mm, here. Mm, and I must say my little silver cigar tube flew through the air very fast, very quickly, smoothly. Mm. We got there on time. Mm. We didn't arrive early and we didn't arrive late. Oh, very good. But, but you were, it was but so you, noisy but You were just saying it was, you said it was noisy. Why? Well, the white noise of the, the air whistling past the Oh, right, thing. right. Um, right. And I was on the aisle seat, mm. and it was sort of, and everybody else in the cabin was talking loudly to get over that, including the little babies in this row behind oh, me. Don't you love that? Um, mm. Maybe somebody wound down a window because that makes it very noisy in the car. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> probably don't do that in the planes that much. Yeah, I was listening to a show on the radio this morning. They're talking about the bilby rather than the chocolate bunny, you know, for Easter. They're doing the chocolate bilby, uh-huh. which is a, a little Australian animal that... It's got big ears. It's got big ears and it's got a long tail and everything. It's a marsupial? Yeah, it's an omnivorous marsupial, which means it will eat anything. But God. it lives in the, the, the northern Queensland, uh, mm-hmm. western Australia, and the north of South Australia and the um, So the foxes Territory. and the dingoes well, would a, they're, they're, have it as yeah. tucker? If you lived in the desert, you'd eat anything too. Yeah, you don't but get to be picky. But but I think they're being I think they're being devastated, whatever you want to call it. But they are being eaten by the feral cats and feral dogs that are getting out into yeah. the country. But they but they live underground most of the time. They have very deep burrows, apparently. And yeah. but they eat little insects. They eat all sorts of little insects and larvae and all the rest of it. Um, yeah. 
that's what they that's what their diet is. But they are um, trying to get the bilby to be the national symbol for Australia's Easter. And apparently, you could if you buy a chocolate bilby and it has a little tag on it, some a certain amount of money goes to the Saving the Bilby Fund, which is quite good. I've got a question. What? How do you turn a duck into a blues singer? Oh, you're going to tell me something really, really beyond the pale here. No, you just put it in the oven and wait until it's Bill Withers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right. Okay, I'll try that next time I get a duck. <laughs> <laughs> I think we'll instead listen to uh, uh, Sam Sparrow, another bird, but he's talking about happiness. You're on joy. I can see the sun coming up and I need it. Oh yeah, I feel like I've been down for a while. It's that the grass is always greener, but you know I haven't seen her. I feel like I've been dying for a smile. Loud, proud. And you're with Gordon, Phil and Chris. Been there, done that on Joy 94.9. Thanks for being with us. Yes. We enjoy your company. Coming up this week, Phil, uh, Chris and Philip, is a sporting extravaganza which starts on Wednesday. Oh, is it a table tennis match, maybe? I don't think they have table tennis. I don't think they have pong ping, no. Is it a common type of thing? It's a very common type of thing. And if you've got a lot of wealth, you probably can afford to go. That's right, yes. <laughs> it's, we're talking about the Commonwealth Games, which start on Wednesday. The Gold Coast. On the Gold Coast. Yes. They were in Brisbane in 1982. I was there for the yeah. opening ceremony in 1982. They've had it once before, have Yeah, they? in Brisbane they did have, yeah. And the man running the whole show is an American. Is he? Yes. He joined the Commonwealth oh, Organisation that's right. yeah, that's years right. ago through the Paralympics. Para, Paralympics, yeah. We're only mentioning that because it was... On the 6th of April, 1896. That's the one I was looking for. Yeah. yeah. That was the restart of the Olympic Games after 1,500 years. The modern Olympics. The modern Olympics, yeah. The Baron Pierre Le Corbetin, the Frenchman, got it all organised and away they went with the Olympics. And because the Olympics was such a success, the Commonwealth countries decided that they should have a Games equivalent just with the Commonwealth countries because there are quite a few actual Commonwealth countries and that's how we get the Commonwealth Games. There's one very unfortunate change between the ancient Olympics and the modern Olympics. They're dressed. Yeah, they're wearing clothes now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Why was there a gap? Well, in fact, it was because Christianity had come to the Greek and uh, Roman countries and they considered that the Games were actually pagan. So it was the influence of Christianity. Oh, once again, they, they stepped yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. But I, I had a thought, thought it was sports. also some... They, they, they sort of fought a few wars over things as well with connected with the Olympic Games in the old days. The Greeks and Romans were as enthusiastic about sports, and hence the Olympics, mm. the games that they played at the Olympics, uh, as we are these days. So we're just reverting to type. Well, what did they build? They built the Colosseum as, a, as an entertainment venue where they would sort of have sporting events like you've got to outrun the Lions. Oh, it wasn't right. <laughs> Did the Christians not like that game? I don't think they liked it very much they at all. They should have just stay home and read a good book. Yeah, yeah. The Olympic Games, of course, has is, is now become such a huge conglomerate 
that everybody that's has a has a little sport wants to be in it which is making it so big that there's very few cities or countries are able to actually run them these days they've got to be very very wealthy countries to do it because the cost is enormous it runs into billions of dollars by the time they build all their sports stadium if they don't have them already some of our unknown sports actually started out as olympic sports as well horse racing was horse racing an Olympic sport? Well, there was chariot racing. Oh, yeah, chariot racing in the old days. And uh, it was around and around the hippodrome. The hippodrome for the horses. And the hippo is the the, the name for the horse, Mm, the mm, Greek name for horse. mm, That's right. Um, And that's also the drome is where we get the velo being the bike race Mm, mm. place. Velodrome. What's the drome then? Well, because we have the aerodrome referring to airports. Yes. Probably a big building or something like that. Or I guess, a space. Where, a space where you do or these things. Just place. Mm. Mm. That's because when we called them aerodromes, they weren't big terminals. No. no. It's were. not the building, it's the field. It's a space, I think. I think the, the drone would probably mean a space. Now we just provided. have to warn our listeners. What's that? If you keep listening, you're going to learn things. Oh, Lord, we yes. We apologise in advance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that's where... And, that's, and we've learnt this without actually uh, quoting The Simpsons. Yeah, but, oh. but there's also the other hippo as well, which is hippopotamus, meaning water horse. That's where the... The that's hippopotamus. What, hippopotamus, yes. People weren't very original, were they? No. <laughs> there was What's a it look like to you, Bob? <laughs> well, it looks like a horse, <laughs> but it's in water. Where that However. name comes from, water horse, yeah. But the Commonwealth Games is going to be uh, a little bit different. They've already had a bit of controversy with some needles being found, but I, I figure that that's sort of been shut up, shut up until they found out what was in the needles and mm. then, then bring it out. You don't have to bring it out at the beginning of the thing. You know. Oh, well, a, f- a former Queensland Premier is the spokesperson. Yes, uh, that's right. Beatty. Mr Beatty, yes. Mm. Yeah, he's, the spoke- he's, the, he's the chairman of, actually the chairman of the, of the Commonwealth Games Committee. Mm-hmm. Is, is is Mr. Beatty? As long as the weather holds up, because their weather up there at the moment is sort of pretty nasty with that reforming cyclone sort of up around uh, the Cairns place. That yeah. was making the the surf beaches on the Gold Coast very uninviting. Were they? And all the lifesavers went home, took uh, their flags with them. Were you were you at the no, coast? No, but I saw, I saw it on the TV oh, news. Oh, right, local television, yeah. But, uh, no, yeah, I'll but, go down but there. But, gee, the weather there, getting up there, a friend of mine, she's up out of Cairns, and she's. Uh, I learned yesterday that the bottom half of her house was flooded in the last mm. um, cyclone, or what it was, was over there. That's yeah. why they build Queenslanders on stilts. That's why they built them up in the air so that the water wouldn't get into the house. Mm. Yeah, but now they don't do that because they're very expensive to do. There was another sport that was banned too. Uh, well, was not, actually not banned. quite a sport. But, but um, it, it, it sort of is a Well, bit. part of the Germanic paganism was the idolatry of May. The, the month of May, mm-hmm. uh, which was really in the the summer season, and the proliferation of maypoles oh. around which the virgins would dance. Was the, was the pole meant to be a, 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 a phallic, phallic symbol, it was it? It was, mm. yes. yes. Well, if they're dancing around it, it's no wonder they're still virgins. <laughs> <laughs> the English uh, Parliament abolished that. Well, because of its pagan roots, uh, the Maypole met with some hostility in England in the 16th century. Uh, 
particularly when, and this sounds so familiar, when celebrations degenerated into a little more than drunken festivities. Yeah, they'd be turned into orgies, I would have thought. The idea of mixed-gender dancing and merrymaking, particularly on the Sunday, caused many to denounce maypole dancing, especially during the Reformation of the religion Mm. and there, uh, as denouncing the, the maypole as an idol that was being adored or venerated, mm-hmm. uh, resulting in it being taken out of storage, sawn into pieces and burned. But they did keep a lot of them. Oh, they, yeah. They, they, people kept them hidden so that they could do the little dances when they felt like it. Well, in Germany, you can still see those maypoles. Can you? And they're hinged at the bottom and they fold them down. When they're at rest, they're benign. Mm-hmm. But once you elevate them, then you can have the ribbons on them and here, you can have your festivities and everything. Oh, right. Exactly. Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> but, the, but the idea is that they plait them as they're dancing. They go overs and unders and they, they actually with plait. With the ribbons. With yeah. the ribbons. They actually plait the patterns into the, into the thing. They have different dance steps that they do it to. Yeah. It's amazing we've survived as a species. <laughs> well, think about it, all these things you can't do because they might be sexual. Yeah. How did we ever breed? Well, well I, I saw this. Was, because, because, was it legal? Because uh, that is the um, fundamental urge of all animals, and we are a highly developed animal, so we still have the primeval urge to procreate, and that's why it is. Or practice, any rate. Well, whatever. <laughs> you oh. won't, won't quote Monty Python, but... Every sperm is sacred. I was listening to that song on the weekend while I was doing the ironing, actually. I was watching The Meaning of Life from Monty Python, screaming with laughter. (laughs) Uh, You're with Phil Gordon and Chris. Been there, done that. Joy 94.9 is Capital Cities Safe and Sound on Joy. Our community is stronger with joy. Become a member, joy.org.au. You're with Been There, Done That on Joy 94.9. Gordon, Chris and Phil. We're here. That's us. We, we survived Easter. Yeah, and so here we are again. Oh, no, I think I actually got a, a, a pimple. Oh. It's lovely that I can still grow pimples like a little oh, lady. You were you weren't eating chocolate boy. or something, were you? Or, or yeah, I must have been. It was all the rich food that I was having up there. Oh, that's what goes. I really do enjoy pawpaws. It's pawpaw mm, season I love pawpaw. at the moment, mm. especially red ones. And maracuya. Phil, do you know maracuya? It sounds horribly foreign. Well, sounds very Mexican type or Does Spanish it? name, oh. but it's all, that's the name for passion fruits. All right, and they're all happening at the moment too. Mm. And I had a couple of feasts of Morton Bay bugs, which are a, a yes. flat crabby type thing, mm-hmm. very tasty, and sand mullet fish. You hope you wash the sand out of it before you ate it. Oh yeah. Which now I've come diet? back to nice, sensible, plain, simple food here in Melbourne. Oh. I'll tell you one thing. If you've got a dog in the house, you don't talk about eating pawpaw. <laughs> they would take great offence at that. <laughs> Hide their little hands. Mm. <laughs> yes. Well done indeed. Uh, on this day, 
or around about this time, on the 8th of the year of April 1990, a young teenage lad in the U.S. died from tainted blood. Mm. Now, okay, he was a haemophiliac, and even royal people have haemophilia. Well, Queen, Queen Victoria was haemophiliac. She, she passed it on to all her children. And what is that? It's just an, it's a, a, a propensity to bleed. To bleed if you cut yourself, yes. Whoa. Yes. And that, yeah, this young teenager was called Ryan White. But he died because he had been given blood transfusions that hadn't been verified well, for safe reuse. Well, it was infected with the HIV virus. That yeah. was the problem. Mm. Unfortunately, that was the part of the learning process yep. with, I guess, any new disease. That's right. They didn't know where it was coming from and how it was transmitted or what they was did. And they finally worked out it was from... Uh, basically having sex or transferring well, blood to blood. Mm. Yeah, mm. But bodily fluids. But mm. poor Ryan is known to us because of what he had to go through. Oh, yeah, he went through He was life. thrown out of schools and he, he was major news. Mm. And um, basically the the Hollywood society came to show that, you know, you can't catch it from him. He needs our love and support, not yeah. the hate that he was getting in the Midwest. Mm. Well, it was Elton John that really um, took the whole thing up. He was the the thing, and, and he's, Elton John is still in contact with Ryan White's mother. They still keep in contact. He sees her every time he goes to the US, and he because of Ryan White, he's raised millions of dollars mm. for AIDS prevention and um, drugs to countries that can't afford them and all the rest of it. Mm. But it was a horrible example of how ignorance breeds hate oh, well, yeah, and fear yeah. mm. and I see on the on the television last night they're now trying to get the um, hate out of uh, the and the out of people with HIV how they're trying to get the, dis- the stigma taken away from people with HIV yeah because now people are living because of the new prep that we spoke about last week of course they're living without any fear pre-exposure prophylaxis yeah. other words you yeah take this pill before mm. Uh, you're ever going to be in a situation where you might be exposed to yep. HIV and you've already pre-prepared well, yourself. Well, hoping, hoping that your blood mm. system will stop. But the other thing is that the uh, people that have got HIV now are able to have their virus levels suppressed to the undetectable, undetectable. area. Yep, that's so right. there, there's, no, there's no giver and there's no receiver and there's this marvellous barrier in between. Why do we use that word? It's obviously chosen very carefully, undetectable. Oh, Is that not cured? It's no, not it's still cured, there. If they don't take the drugs, keep taking the drugs, it comes back. Okay. It it's is. the drug that suppresses the thing down. So to complacency. Non- complacency. In general society and yeah. particularly those who are already infected, mm. we're not in the clear yet. No, no. No. The, the, no. With, the point is with the with the suppression of the disease by these drugs, eventually it will not be transmissible ever again and the whole thing will die out. It'll take a, a, a while to do it. I mean... But there, it won't, mm. because it's not being transmitted, eventually it will die out okay. of its natural... Well, that, that's fine here. What are we doing in Africa? Well, that's another thing. That's another thing. They, they, they've got this um, prep stuff. But, but it's, it's, you don't have to think about Africa. You've got to think about the Australian Aboriginal community. Mm. There's a lot of infection in the Aboriginal, in yeah. the Indigenous communities, and they want this medication to go to the Aboriginal communities mm. um, so to get them started on it so that they can't be... Well, um, do we have a government? 
Is oh. anybody doing this? I mean, well, you don't know what they're doing. There was a well. When you look at the government, you see that there's a. They've just allowed the private health insurers to raise their fees by nearly four percent for this year, this coming year. Yeah, so their friends can make money. So their friends can make money. Mm. Well, that's why I belong to a not-for-profit health fund. Oh, good. That's easy for you to say. <laughs> no, it no, isn't. No, it's not. <laughs> yeah. Um, in America, we're talking about um, LGBTI issues. In America, there's some Catholic bishops that have um, voted for an uh, anti-discrimination um, bill to be passed against the LGBTI community. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, they, they voted against the... the an, uh, they so, voted against the anti-discrimination bill, yes. Yeah, there yeah. was an anti-discrimination bill in coming before their local parliament or something rather and the catholic bishops got together and said that they would they were um, going to vote against the anti-discrimination so do they understand that the pope doesn't rule the world anymore no are, i don't are think they so. of this time no i don't but think so they're reminded of it you know in god we trust on all the coins and the notes well that's their god what about my God? Oh, you mean money is their God? Well, isn't it? <laughs> isn't it? They're the biggest. They're, they're the biggest. Um, <laughs> well, look at the Catholic Church. They're the I'm biggest business in the world. The they are the biggest business in the world. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it's uh, it's it's just um, unbelievable that they would even bother considering that. But then again, look at what Trump's doing with the LGBTI people, and he's stopping transgendered people from serving in the army or going to war in the army. You know, they, mm. he's he's just done all this, and like I think Saturday was the. Transgen- International Transgender Day. Um, I don't know what Mr. Trump was doing. Probably down Mar- Lago del Mar playing golf, which he normally does every weekend. You'd never think that he did any work. Yeah. I thought he went to a, a hair clinic on weekends. No, that's the Orange Skin Clinic he oh. goes to on the weekends. <laughs> the hair, the hair is just, um, yeah. He could actually have a rabbit on his head. It would look more like a hair than what he's currently using. <laughs> Now, look, I wouldn't like to be a youngster in Singapore because oh. um, uh, Gay News Network is reporting that the film that I saw at the QFF. Film Festival last week, and I think you said, Gordon, is on general release here. It is on general release. You can see it anywhere in, the, in most Australia. Theaters, most theatres all around the world. It's called Love, Simon, hmm. which is, in fact, you know, uh, the, sig- the signing off on a little tweet message or email or whatever it's you know the end of the thing i say love from simon oh is that what i wondered where the the title came from and it's because that particular film um tells the story of simon's coming out Hmm. not only to his own family immediately but to an online friend who also identifies as gay. Oh, right. And then, don't tell me all of it because I haven't seen and it yet. <laughs> they get to the point of being so comfortable with each other online that they want to meet and they set out to meet. where they're going to meet. And, yeah, this is it part sounds, of the story. It is a very nice coming out story. sounds like a little book that I read and I reviewed on Joy a few years ago, mm. um, written by an American author of... of um, young people's books that this was uh, about a gay boy that um, was trying to come out and it was uh, it sounds very similar but in Singapore they they trying to they they, they want it um, 
banned because they say it's just it's, give, it's educational. It's telling the telling children how to be gay. Yeah, what? Oh. Hello, no. <clears throat> but in Singapore, it's got the uh, R twenty one classification. That means that anyone under the age of twenty one will not see the film. It's in in the, any of the cinemas in Singapore. Yeah, well, of course, I, I think Singapore possibly follows the, the Chinese um, thing about uh, gay life because in China, uh, in China itself, um, you, you can't, they don't have same-sex marriage, although it was, if they did have same-sex marriage, mm. it would stop, it would be a good birth control system so they wouldn't be overpopulating, but, yeah, but not to say that gay couples can't have the, weddings. the influence but, of British law. Yeah, well, that's in lots the, of countries. The, in Singapore, they've got the Media Development Authority, and uh, they're the ones who classify the films. And they th- that particular organisation says uh, the banning uh, is essential of any films depicting a homosexual lifestyle. Oh, God. They, because they, it's sensitive to community values. And didn't they the ever Chinese. go down Boogie Street in the years gone by? Boogie Street was just full of transsexuals and gay people and everybody but down there to th- pick this up. This film, of course, has no full frontal nudity, no violence, no. and no sex scenes. No, but they still I mean, would ban it because it's... Yeah, they probably <laughs> let through all the, the, the knifing and shooting films oh, and yeah, violence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They let through the violent films and the guns and all of the rest course, of it. With these days with the uh, internet... I'm sure it will be oh. available online. They would be downloading it somewhere along the line. Yes, yeah. everybody. They they'd be they'd be. Uh, I mean, it's an opportunity to actually educate Singaporeans. Well, it should be educating the whole race, not the whole nation, not just the yeah. gay young gay guys or gay girls. Mm. But, but being gay is okay. But did you hear the name of the department that blocked it? Media development. Media development. Huh? There's incorrect, incorrect <laughs> use of a word. They're blocking development. Yes, that's right. Yeah, yeah. But uh, but it that 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 will it'll eventually be seen. The, the young people will get to see it. There's no two ways about that, because they they can download and do everything on their computers these days. So it's a but yeah. So here's good luck to the Singaporeans about seeing it because well, I'm I'm going to shove off to the movies tomorrow if I'm not doing anything extra special and have a look at it. And here's Vanessa Amorosi. Oh. She's talking about things hazardous. Well, obviously, the Singaporeans think that about Love, Simon. But if you haven't seen it already, now that it's on general release here in Australia, Go and consider see it. going and seeing it. Love Radio? Joy is now on iHeartRadio. Take us with you anywhere. You're with Phil, Chris and Gordon.
been there, done that, Joy 94.9. We're on the home stretch, Are lads. We? Okay. We've got a few birthdays we could talk about. But before we do that, can we just remind everybody that they should be changing the batteries in their fire alarm system? Because that's what you spoke, they ask you to do on the change of daylight saving from it's daylight a, saving. A smoke detector. Smoke detectors, yes. So that's what you should be doing. A lot of modern buildings, of course, have got these hard wired. Yeah, yeah. But they have battery backup. Do they? Mine does. Oh. So it's 240 volt with a 9 volt battery. All right. Okay. So, so they can it, still detect smoke if the power is off. So is it a rechargeable battery? No. You have to you, you have to change your battery as well. Then, I do. The, the, wow. I, I, and if you don't, it chirps once a second and will drive you crazy. Crazy until you get another battery <laughs> and put it in. Well, mine has to start chirping. It may have been chirping while I've been away and haven't heard it because I can't remember when I last changed it. I, I must have changed it sometime. There's a new smoke detector that you can buy that you um, just – it's got – a battery in it that lasts forever or something or other. You don't have to do anything with it. I saw that being... I don't know that that's particularly good for the environment. Yeah, well, I, I saw it on the on a, on a, a, a television show where they were talking about fire smoke detectors and these ones that did, the battery is basically there forever or 10 years or something or other, you know. Yes, they, they get a bit loose with words. Yeah. It's yeah. like I love lifetime warranties. Yeah, you take your product in not working or so it's outside its lifetime. Yeah. It's dead. <laughs> no warranty. <laughs> well, there's a lot of those things when you when you come to these warranties and they don't they don't stack up. No, not at all. But anyhow, that's what you should be doing. You should be checking your um, and a very good way to check it is to you put a broom on the little button, a broom handle on the little button. If you don't want to climb up on a ladder, it, it says, Ooh. and it just squeals. And if yeah. it squeals, your battery is okay. Yes. People too tend to do that as well when they get a broom handle shoved at them. <laughs> you could start a small fire. Well, I, I really I, test it. I had some. I forgot that I had some toast in the toaster one day, and I had, had filled the kitchen with um, uh, smoke. And, well, it didn't wasn't filled the kitchen, but there was a bit of smoke, a bit of stuff, and it set the fire alarm off, or the smoke detector off, and the smoke detector is down outside my bedroom, which is a a few metres away. It's yeah. quite a few metres away, but it did detect the smoke in the kitchen. And that's a good place, actually, for you, for you to have your alarm. That's where they should be, outside yeah. your bedrooms. Yeah, well, I've got three bedrooms almost. So we off. know you have a toaster. Have you got a hot water heater? That's outside. No, you don't. No, no, the hot, You've got a cold water I've heater. I've got a cold water heater, yes, because the hot water's already heated, isn't it? A number of people have hot water heaters. You haven't got a hot water heater. Yeah, but if you have hot water and it reheats it to keep it to a certain temperature. That's a water reheater. Oh, is it? <laughs> <laughs> or a warm water reheater. <laughs> when it pours cold in it, it, it starts it off again. Okay, Phil. I don't think we need to know all those <laughs> fine details. But um, we could now sing a little song called Happy Hippo Birdie to Use. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and talk about birthdays. Well, who, who's having a birthday this week then, Philip? Not me, but Graham Norton is. Oh, yes, yes. He's, he's very well known on. 4th of April, 1963. Hmm. Mm. He's on the TV all the time on Channel Ten. He's probably on every every night in America, in England, like like four nights a week or something or other. But they don't give you the four nights. He's a cheeky TV talk, talk show host, isn't he? Well, somebody said that he was actually watched a lot of old Graham Kennedy shows because if you watch him, you could see Graham Kennedy's sort of 
the way he would do things. Yeah, the setups and the, the setups the jokes and the way and the jokes come up. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. he gets all the big names. Oh, does he? If they're going to London, they'll be on his show. That's right, and he does some very interesting interviews, and he's and he's very very good. But he has the big red chair, and that which nobody goes, else has. Yeah, and that goes over backwards. If you're telling, you come him, out of the audience, yeah. and you've you've obviously spoken to the producer, and you've got a, a story <laughs> to tell. And if Graham doesn't like the story. Or often many of his guests don't, don't like, like the story. story. They'll pull they the pull, handle. pull this lever on the stage and the chair tips over backwards. And the, all you see is the feet going up and over the back of the seat. It's a very, very clever gimmick. And sometimes there'll be a very, very clever story. And they and he'll just say, you can walk. You know, so they let yeah, well, walk. I, I, think, I know I want to be tipped over. So <laughs> tip them over. Just to... I, I think this is possibly one of those in the, uh, the US White House. Oh, oh that's, in, there's a big red exit. Yeah. <laughs> no, well, they, the ones that they don't like, they well, sit them in Trump the chair. Like You're it. fired, boom. Yeah. No, just be careful. If Trump says you're doing a good job, start looking around. <laughs> <laughs> he does it to his friends and all the rest of us. Oh, he doesn't have friends. But he's, but, How could he? But, but his doctor was on the television. They, the, the doctor that gave him the clean bill of health and said he was only 200 and something odd pounds and everybody just roared with laughter because they knew that there's no way known that, that he could have been that weight and he couldn't have been that skinny. <laughs> yeah. And now that chap is the, the general medical poo-bar for the whole place or something or other. Just unbelievable. And you're listening to Been There, Done That on Joy 94.9. Who else is having birthdays around about this time? Well, uh, Hans Christian Andersen, the Danish author and poet who died on the 2nd of August, 1875, born on the 2nd of April, 1805. Hmm. Now, he did lots of fairy stories. He wasn't in touch with reality, I don't think. But those fairy stories always had some pretty dark spaces in them. They were all pretty dark things that were happening, but quite horrible in lots of ways. You but mean that there was a sweet story until the the, the final chapter, and no, then... it would be during the thing. But it was sort of it it came out okay in the end. But during the story, you had all these dreadful things that were happening to the oh, participants in the story, just and like TV films, something like that. Yes, I don't think anything <laughs> until changed. Disney gets hold of them. Yes, and then they have to be all sweetness and light. Yes, yes, yes. But it, Which but, is where he sourced a lot of his early movies. Yeah, that's right. Just taking classic tales. That's right. Yeah, which which saved a lot. But in then the again, of course, the worst the worst ones for those things were the Grimm brothers, and they were grim stories, <laughs> not just because of the name. And just a spoiler alert: Bambi's mother dies. <sighs> oh. Oh. Can we all have a little sob now? No, we have to just face up to it, so that when we see the film again, we don't cry. <laughs> He he was a, a wonderful story writer, and of course, when you, if you go to Copenhagen, in the in the port there is the Little Mermaid, is, is the statue of the Little Mermaid. Yes. But people try they break bits off her, apparently, and they have to keep replacing the, the parts of. But she the hasn't statue. got boy bits that can. No, I know, but they off. they take her fingers off or something or other. There's some something that they keep removing. It's the same as the scales. Yeah, probably that. <laughs> but same as the same as the the hammer thrower down here in the botanic gardens. They keep pinching the hammer, so they don't put a hammer in it anymore. He's just standing there with his hands out like this with the, no hammer in it because they kept pinching the hammer out Well, of there's it. a statue for Finding Nemo, but nobody knows where it is. Oh, right. <laughs> Can't find him. Well, well that's, that that'd make, that'd make a good movie. It would. Yeah. We'll have it, to think it. set it in Sydney. Was it? Yeah, that'll be fun. Yeah. Who, is anybody else having a birthday? Robert Helpman? Oh, oh yeah. Oh, he's next week. We'll do him next week then. 
All right, then next week we'll do him. Also, it's banana season all year round in Australia. Yeah, basically. Because we have good growing conditions in the north of the country. But there was a bit of concern over the last cyclone that went through with all the flooding rather than the, the actual wind. But the, the, the flooding was causing a bit of havoc in amongst the plantains, you know. But, of course, it, it was in 1770, I think it was, when um, the bananas were sent, uh, 1663, I beg your pardon, were sent to Britain for Lord Cavendish. Mm. And Lord Cavendish had a, had a huge glass house and he'd like to collect tropical plants and plants from all around the world. And he put these banana plantains in his hothouse and they flourished very, very well. And then comes a, a, a many years later, there was a huge disease went right through the banana crops of the world. And the only person that had good bananas was Lord Cavendish. And Lord Cavendish let them take cuttings from the plantains to take them around the world to give them back their bananas. That's why they're all called Cavendish bananas. The only other variety is the lady The lady fingers, yes. yeah. She screams every time you bite. Oh, right. They're short, stumpy things, I think. Yeah, that's right, yeah. But that's where the the Cavendish banana gets its name. Oh, from Lord Cavendish. Cavendish. Yeah, who saved the industry, basically saved the industry. I think some of our... Bananas get the Panama disease. I was searching for the name there, Panama disease, which actually does attack the Cavendish bananas. All right. So mm, uh, mm. they might have to make sure that they still got some good, uh, uh, clean specimens in the Mr. Cavendish's uh, hothouse. Well, they've probably Britain. got some in reserve in Australia too, I would think. But the but the worst part about it is that there are so many bananas are just thrown out because they've got spots on the skin, and the and the supermarkets <sighs> won't take them, which to me is absolute rubbish. I mean. Well, th- well, they, that's what they call they. They well, just rubbish them. Rubbish, and they they yeah. just they, they accept the bent ones. Yeah, well, they <laughs> why don't they take the spotted but, ones? But no, they have to have the right angle of bend on them before they will buy them too. Well, that's bent. That's another thing. There's so much good, not only bananas, but so much good food thrown away in Australia because of a couple of spots on the outside skin, which you're not going to eat anyhow. Or any fruit. Any fruit. So I'm talking about all of it. You know, anything. ugly fruit is still edible. I won't mention the name of the supermarket but you can buy bags of spoilt fruit or not spoilt fruit spotty fruit marred marred fruit yeah yeah yeah. and they also give away free fruit to kids yes on the entrance yes there's i've seen that one of those at one of the entrances too but but you know that's just ridiculous the farmers have to throw away millions of dollars worth of fruit and vegetables because it's not absolutely perfect because we've been we've been led to believe in perfectionism in fruit and like, go pick a lemon off a tree. It's never perfect. Well, perfect on the outside doesn't necessarily mean perfect on the inside. No. But vice versa. And vice versa. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. All the lemons I've tried are sour. Oh, God. <laughs> Something wrong with them. Something wrong with them. Oh, well. And on Sunday this week, I could not buy a naval orange. Well, the naval, the ships were all out of port. But the Valencias are in. And I know that was a, an attempt at a joke, but the... the um, <laughs> The naval oranges last week were from America and Egypt. I wouldn't buy them. And no, you you pick them up, and if they're heavy enough, you can you get a good orange. But a lot of them don't weigh very much. Of course, oh. the majority of our oranges are of such high quality that they now go to China. That's right. And but but also when they started bringing in all the the imports of the oranges, all of our orange orchards up on the Murray were bulldozed. 
and something else was grown. Yeah. Yeah, they couldn't compete with all this rubbish that was bringing in from well, overseas. enough of the bull dozing. Okay. It's time to... You, you, we can't go to sleep anymore. No. We've got no, to wake up before we, we leave. wake up. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Bye for now. Bye. Bye. This Joycast is a free service brought to you by Joy 94.9. Support Joy 94.9 by becoming a member at joy.org.au. This podcast was produced by Joy Media. You can support Joy's diverse sound and diverse community this June by donating to Joy Radiothon 2024. Go to joy.org.au slash radiothon. And remember, we all flourish with joy. Joy.